Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Lady Chow Fung, and we're going to be doing a review of the movie The Barefooted Kid. This is a 1993 film directed by Johnny Toe, starring T. Lung, Maggie Chung, and Aaron Kwok. Um, we're a little bit unclear on the production company. It looks like it's supposed to be a Shaw Brothers movie, but there's also uh, something about a film company called Cosmopolitan Film that might have produced it. So uh, we're going to say Shaw Brothers with an asterisk. Um, and the basic plot here, it's a, it's a remake of the classic Disciples of Shaolin, and in, the story is fairly similar to the original where a young man comes to the city to find his fortune. He works at the Four Season Weavers under the compassionate Mrs. Wei, uh, played by Maggie Chung, and under the guidance of, uh, of a man named Tun Nan, who's uh, played by Ti Lung, and is a friend of his father's. Uh, the, the main character, Quan uh, Feng Yao, is corrupted by riches and the pleasures of the city, but unlike the original movie, he ends up working for the Manchu at Tin Lung Spinners which is a, sort of a rival of the Four Seasons, and they're, they're trying to, uh, to, to, to gain uh, the Four Seasons' secret dye because they have superior colors in all of their fabrics. Uh, this one also has a tournament, and the movie is sort of a blend of action, romance, and comedy, and it culminates in this really, I think, a pretty uh, uh, a bloody final climax um, so I, you know, that's, that's sort of my, my brief synopsis of the movie. Uh, we did want to have Steve here today to talk with us about his opinion because he actually, uh, proposed when we were doing our discussion of Disciples of Shaolin that it would have been better if the main character had gone over to the side of the Manchu and this movie does just that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to contact him later and we'll put him in at the end of the podcast, uh, and hopefully it won't be too clunky. So, uh, so what? So why don't we start with you, Lady Chow Fung? What was your uh, reaction to this movie? I enjoyed watching this film and the way that they changed some of the elements of the film. I missed the black and white elements, though, of the original Disciples of Shaolin. I, something about going between black and white and color is more dramatic to me, and pulls more on the heartstrings, but overall, I really, really liked this film. It was a good remake, and I liked the the twist that it did on the old story, so that it didn't go exactly the way Disciples of Shaolin went. Yeah, I, I would agree, and I, I, I feel the same way about the black and white section, because that was so moving in the original movie, and so startling when you see it. Uh, I did feel that this movie had some things of its own, that it did really well, that... Uh, that you know, they're 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 very uh, in in a lot of ways they're very different movies. But this movie makes a lot of deliberate callbacks to the to the original, and kind of has its own twist on them. And and it also it, you know it's sort of, I, I I I like the the changes to the plot. It's not it doesn't feel like it's a remake as much as uh, um, they're taking some of the the core components and then trying to do something new with them so that you're not. You know, you're not you're not bored. You're not if, right. if you've seen the fur if you've seen the original, uh, if you go to see this one, you're still going to be entertained and surprised. It's not going to be just going over the same old ground, and and so that's why you know I, I think in terms of it being a remake, I think that makes it very successful. Um, and I also I like you know the fact that that you know that they have you know 
uh, a veteran actor uh, like T. Lung in, in, in the role that he plays in this movie. I thought he was, to me, he's one of the most important parts of this movie because that's one of the things that really makes it work. Um, and and also just the, uh, I don't know, the and the, the original was kind of like this too, but it just had that right blend of comedy, romance, and action for me. Um, right. Um, I definitely like the updates on on this movie. It had some of what I thought the first one should have had or I wish it would have had. Um, the relationship between um, Mrs. Wei and um, Tan Nam, I wish that in the first one, Chai Kwon Chun's character had had a woman to play off of. Because Fu Shang had the two that he was in between, but it would have made it more interesting for me to see how a third woman would have played in in this movie. In, in this case, in The Barefooted Kid, each of the important male roles had a woman to play off of, which was an interesting dynamic for me. Well, and one, one of the things I loved about that the the whole romantic subplot between them is it was kind of a middle-aged romance like you know t T lung is supposed to be to be a bit older maggie chung is still fairly young i think when she made this movie but i think they kind of are trying to make her a little bit older and um and 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 so you know and she's she's a widow you know she never met her husband her husband died when he was 12 but it was it was an enraged marriage and uh and so I, I just really enjoyed that, the, the way that they handled that romance. And it, it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the romance in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon to an extent. Uh-huh. But it, it felt a little more fulfilling <laughs> than that one. Um, and uh, and I also found them very believable. Do you know what I mean? As I just, you know, yes. Chi Lung and Maggie Chung match as a couple. Um, they're, they're, they're instantly believable. And I, they, they, they had a lot of chemistry. Uh, and, and it really lends a lot of weight to the, to the climax of the movie, which, um, you know, I'm going to try not to spoil. I, I tend to, I tend to say I'm not going to spoil stuff and then I accidentally do anyways, but I'm going to try not to spoil that. But, but the, the romantic, uh, storyline between them, I, I think really carries into that, the final moments of the film and, and gives it a lot of fuel, uh, and so, you know, because I remember when I first saw this movie, I was a little bit confused because they really are dealing a lot with these romantic subplots initially. And I remember thinking, oh, what kind of movie is this? It doesn't feel all that action-y yet. And, and they sort of spend their time dealing with some of the character stuff. Then they get to the action. And, right. And then, oh, go ahead. But I'm the character person, so I believe the character development is important, especially at the beginning of the film, in order to get that right... Um, emotional pull at the end or in the right action scenes it's not as believable or um i don't know what the right word is but it's not fulfilling i guess for me if i don't know much about the characters and the fighting at the end is pretty brutal because in this movie it was pretty brutal but because i cared about the the characters from the moment that they were introduced and the, how the relationships build, it made it even more emotional. So I, I, I think that's a good point because, and when I say I, uh, I was wondering what kind of movie this was, I meant that I, 
I wasn't sure if it was going to even have action later on when I first saw right. it because it seemed like they were spending a lot more time than you would usually get on uh, on the on the sort of the relationship between him and the teacher and the relationship between Maggie Chung and T Lung. But I think the dividends are very strong because, like you say, when they, when they when you get to those pretty brutal fight scenes at the end, you really do. Not only do you care about the characters, but you care about the love that's at stake there. That the that you know that that they might not be able to, uh, you know, to reunite with, uh, uh, with the two women that they're in love with. Uh, right. And so it just has, it had a lot more power because of that. And if they had just got, if it had been fighting the whole time, uh, I don't think that would have worked. So I, I definitely think you're right. And I think I'm pretty sure the action directing was, uh, was Lau Carl Lung in this. Um, and, and so I think, you know, and, and so it's interesting to sort of stay, to stay, stay the hand of, of, you know, that level of fight choreography. Um, but, it, but it works. Um, and, and the first, the original was kind of like that too, in, in, in some yes. ways. Um, but it's a very restrained use of fight. There's even that moment where they go to the tournament at the beginning and you think, Oh, the, the hero is going to, to enter into the ring surely. And he doesn't, uh, you know, he, he just kind of goes on his way. Uh, you do get a little bit of fighting there, but it's not it's not the it's not the main character fighting uh, that does eventually get pulled back into the movie, which is something that I also enjoyed about this film. They they foreshadow a lot and things come back and, you know, you you know, there's like everything from the tournament to to when T. Lung buys the little uh, packet of blush for uh -huh. uh, Maggie Chung and then it, it it falls in the ground and it. It, it, it it's kind of heavy handed, but it, it soaks into the ground, and there's that flow right. of red and it's blush. Like, yeah, and you're like, it's oh, so red. It's you know, you know, the bloodshed is shed is imminent. Yeah, yeah, that, and it's, in that and moment. It, and it's not like you know, super smart, like it's gonna go over your head kind of a thing. It's really sort of in your face, but it 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 hits you. It hits you really hard, and you're like, oh no, something bad's gonna happen. I can feel it, and. And I kind of like that better than sort of subtle foreshadowing because it 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 prepped my emotions for what was to come, and uh, and so I, I thought there was a lot going on in this movie that I really liked. I think one of the things that I maybe didn't like in this movie as much as I did in the original is the uh, is the villain. I, I still think that the that the the guy with the crickets in the in the original movie is just a much he's much more of an entertaining villain to me. Oh this yeah, guy, this guy was good. It's just that uh, there was that there was something. Com it wasn't quite as charming for me as the uh, as the other guy. Um, I think he was more evil in a sense because there was so much plotting, so much more plotting and subplotting in this movie than in the other movie. It was. In Disciples of Shaolin, for me, it was pretty much straightforward. There was two of these um, these factories one that, you know, one was trying to steal the workers, and both bosses pretty much didn't care about the workers themselves. But there was so much more intricacy with the plot in this one. With There was that, but then you had the magistrate, who was coming in and was trying to shut down this tournament. And then we have T Lung's character has a little backstory that you find out about and he gets drug into it. 
So, you know, it was everybody was interwoven with everybody, which was really cool. Everybody's life from everybody's life touched each other's. It was no real clear separation because they all their interactions with other people clearly affected each other. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I think you're right. This one definitely felt more intricate, and I and I agree with you. I think this the the villain here is a little bit more evil. You know, in fact, the the other guy, his redeeming quality was that he loved his crickets. I don't think he would have really been. He he, they, you never saw him being cruel to any of his crickets, except for maybe the fact that he's using them to fight. Uh, but this guy just, you know, he he he. Instead of crickets, he fights with birds, apparently. And, right, and he does, you know, he he does some pretty terrible things to those birds. Um, so he, he, there's just there's nothing really redeeming about him at all. So I think they were just trying to crank up that. Uh, right, and you do and hate him. It does. It, it got me. You to... really, really do hate this guy, and the fact that he he puts so many of the plots in motion and actually doesn't he kill one person in the movie? So that was more. He he kills the teacher's. Well, he has the teacher's father kill. He kills a bunch of people, actually. I think he has right. A, but, and in but, the other movie, they he didn't do that. He just yeah. was so aloof and far from his workers that he didn't care what happened yeah. to them. But in this movie, you can tell that he's actually plotting to use our main hero to do some evil. Yeah, and and also I think he's a combination of the two, like the villain and the and the owner of the, um, of the of the uh, textile shop in uh in the first one. So he's almost like an uh what do they call him an aggregate? Not aggregate. There's some name when you combine multiple people into one character, and uh, I think he you know he's kind of he's kind of serving two roles in the movie. Right. Um, but but yeah no he he definitely he killed the uh, he and he was very sneaky about it he he had the bookie who uh, who they arrested and because the bookie knew about you know all of his dealings he had the bookie rescued and then they stabbed him and he did right. the same thing with another guy later on um, so you know there's, he he really sort of this guy really did have his hands dirty um, uh, he didn't kill anyone in the movie I was mistaken about that but he did inflict a fatal wound to our our character and I kind of blew that one. Oh, oh I oh see I when you said that he killed people I thought you meant like he was directly responsible yeah he was directly responsible yeah. for killing people but he didn't physically kill anyone but he put into motion everything that happened for most people to be killed. Oh yeah, definitely, and 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 like you said, he did. He's the one that. Did, so there's a famous scene in the Disciples of Shaolin, uh, where Alexander Fushun gets stabbed in the in the I think in the stomach with the sword mm -hmm. cane, and in this one he gets stabbed in the back. It's it's a, I think it was a dagger or something. Mm -hmm. But the setup was a little bit different, but quite similar. And you know, I I thought that, that was a very enjoyable scene. Um, you know, and and and, and, and just the, the unrepentant deception on the part of the villain. Um, you know, it, it was, uh, and, and that was the one moment where he was kind, you know, he was like cackling and like really, you know, right. getting into, into hyper villain mode. Um, but I, I also loved how, you know, the movie, you, you get this, you know, this big sort of, you know, 
development of all the characters. And then when the movie does kick into gear, it just really, it, it starts firing on all cylinders and, and, and it, and it doesn't it, stop until yeah. the end. Yeah. And it, and I think the end, like, um, I don't want to give too much away of the T Lung scene, but I think that's one of the, that's one of the most magnificent scenes in a movie like this. It's that up there. was heartbreaking for me. It, it, it was heartbreaking, but it's like, um, and I guess, I guess we, should we, I kind of want to spoil it because I feel like I can't talk about it without spoiling it. So do you mind if I, uh, if I describe what happens so, so we can. Um, yes, because his movements in that scene are so graceful. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to spoil it for people. So if you haven't seen the movie, this is a key scene. You might not want to listen any further. If you don't care, you know, go fine, listen. Uh, but... But T Lung, he ends up getting tricked, and they 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 have this wine shop that he goes to, uh, basically give him some kind of poison or sleeping agent or something to make him susceptible to an ambush, and he gets ambushed, and then he has to fend off all these guys from the Tin Lung spinners, and as he's doing that, the uh, the um, the the main character, the the Aaron Kwok character, uh, arrives, and. The, T. Lung's character knew his father, and he was supposed to teach him how to use a. He says in the in the dubs Nanchaku. it said nunchaku, but it was really more of like a um, of a chain whip or something. And he 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 starts he's you know at this point he's been impaled by a bunch of arrows. He's been speared with swords. He's he's been poisoned. His face is is white. He's he's clearly you know on the verge of death, and he starts. He, he he starts doing this sort of dance like form with the with the uh, with the chain whip, and 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 in a lot of the movies like this, you'd expect him to start cutting through guys, but he just starts shredding the buildings around him, which I thought was even more spectacular because of the way it was done, and like you said, because his movements were so graceful, and 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 he does this thing where he he fires the chain whip up through the roof. And and suspends himself in midair, and that's sort of like his death pose. And you see a lot of stuff like this in in wuxia movies, where characters get these glorious deaths, and they sort of freeze in the way that they died. And this was just to me, this was up there with Golden Swallow, and all the movies where you have this massive sort of you know catastrophic death of the hero at the end. Um, but it was a little bit more subdued. And I, I just thought that it was, it's, it's, it, I think it's one of the, you know, one of the best scenes like that in the genre. Um, and so, yeah, so I, it's just hard to talk about without spoiling. And it's also yeah. still not even the climax because there's still more to go after that. You still have the Aaron Kwok character who has to contend with uh, the, the remnants of the Tin Lung Spinner. So, it, you know, I don't know, but, but I don't know. Did you have different thoughts about that scene or? I loved that scene, even though it was so heartbreaking because of his graceful movements and the way that it was shot was like breathtaking to me. It was like power and grace at the moment of death. And it was just like, I don't know, bam, in your face, hero dying but accomplishing his goal in teaching him this one last move that was going to help him in his future fight to eventually get 
revenge for what happened to his father's friend. Yeah, because that... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. It was just a great scene. And the chemistry that the two of them had was so amazing and heart-wrenching when T. Lung finally dies and Aaron Kwok's character is just left standing there. You know, it's like, what have I done? What have I put into motion? And then, you know, Maggie Chung's character has to come and then it's heartbreaking all over again because the man that she loves is not going to come back to her. So... It was just a wonderful scene. You no, know, it's very it's a very emotional scene and, and, and I like how it's like a reversal of the original film where, you know, the 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 um you know, basically the Alexander Fu Shung uh character uh uh has to um be the one to get the revenge in the end. Um and you know, whereas in the first one it was it was the opposite of that. Uh but but also, yeah, like like you said, I think it is uh it is heartbreaking. I think especially because they have T. Lung in that role. And I find that he's always e- extraordinarily likable in whatever movie he happens to be in. And, yes. and so that really adds to it a lot. He's, he's somebody that you don't want to see die. Uh, he's got kind of an avuncular personality and in this movie, especially. So, um, so it's just, it's just very moving. And, and, and like you said, he's in those final moments, he's teaching, He's teaching the Aaron Kwok character the uh, the the movements that his father wanted him to learn with the weapon. So it's it's uh it's like he's using his last bit of breath to 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 fulfill that that final duty. Um, and 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 like you said, like all the all the other stuff, like that scene doesn't work if you don't have the build up with him and Maggie Chung because her coming there and you know it, it's important. It's uh. It just doesn't have the emotional weight. Um, so yeah, I I, 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 I I agree with you on that one. And, and the stylized shots you mentioned, I, I, this has a lot of those sort of 90s style shots taken from different angles. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I love that. It, it, you know when you're watching a movie from this period because they, 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 they all kind of do that. And in this movie, I thought it was very effective. Uh, the, the, the shooting of the movie was pretty good. Yeah, I I thought the scenery, too, it was just plain and simple, and you could tell it wasn't a set. Sometimes that gets kind of old and boring, being on set, but you could tell this was outside and the buildings were real, and it was much more lively, I guess, than the typical 70s, um, especially the later 70s, early 80s, where they were being more form- more shot on on sets mm. and not outdoors yeah yeah the sets definitely some people have a lot of difficulty for that i know people that um they just can't do the sets um uh for me it always reminds me of hammer movies so i'm you know or a universal type film like just sort of that golden age of of cinema but there's a difference and this does kind of have more life to it because it's filmed you know outdoors and in places that feel like they're real places i i I would agree with that. And it's also a film that at least the version that they have up on Prime right now, it's still very, the quality of the film looks very good. Sometimes with these 90s movies, you, you know, the, the, the quality hasn't, um, hasn't lasted. The film looks faded or, or whatever. The, the film quality 
of the of the version that we saw was, was excellent. I thought, yeah, it was quite quite solid. Um, you know, it looks like it could have been made just a few years ago. The 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 the, the colors and everything. So you know, it, you know, and I don't mind watching a faded '90s movie, but it's just when you can see it in its in the way it's supposed to be seen. That's that's so much better. Um, and yeah, so uh, yeah, I don't know the the. The the other the other bit of this I liked too was um was the scene in the where T Lung had the butterfly swords after he gets poisoned I liked I liked the way they had him handling the butterfly swords mm-hmm. and I just liked seeing you know seeing seeing him use them um you know it was kind of like an it was kind of a and I think it was like you said it was sort of like a combination of grace and power it sort of brought those two things together yeah he doesn't typically use the butterfly swords. He's more of a hand to hand mostly, or just a single sword. So it was really something different to see him with both the whip chain and, um, and the butterfly swords. Cause usually David Chiang uses the, the whip whip chain. That so was different. Yeah. And it's, and it's an interesting contrast to his physique cause he's kind of a bigger guy. And so having the, the, the butterfly swords are so tiny. Um, right. So, yeah, because I because you yeah when I think of T Lung I think of like a spear or a sword or open handed and uh, I don't think of butterfly sword at all. Uh, so it's it's kind of a night you know it's, and 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 I think if I remember you kind of you see him carrying the these swords wrapped up but you never really know what what his weapon is up until that moment I think so um, you know I thought it was kind of an interesting uh, reveal to me that you know he's that he he has the butterfly swords. Um, but yeah, I, uh, and also they brought back the swing scene from, uh, oh the, yeah, from the first one, but it was much different this time. It, he wasn't the silly, the silly person on the, the, um, the swing was gone and now it was more of a, you know, mean drunk kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was. He, he was kind of a nasty guy at that point And, uh, and, 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 and then the Jacqueline Wu character shows up, the teacher, and reprimands him and, and informs him what's going on. Um, but yeah, it was, it's, it's funny because a lot of these scenes, they're, 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 they're reflections of scenes in the original, but they're dealt with in such a different way. Um, I also kind of liked how the most of the, like even people like uh, Magistrate Yuan, who you sort of, they sort of position as a good guy through most of the movie. By the end, it becomes clear that he's not such a very good guy. Um, and, and so, so really it's only sort of the, you know, the, the Kung Fu characters that are, that are, and, 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 and the women that they love that are sort of the heroic characters in this. Um, but I, you know, and that was something I was kind of wondering about. I was curious about the fate of the Jacqueline Wu character because, you know, in the end, she she sort of goes to to the magistrate and is trying to get him to help. Um, uh, oh, what was it, Quan Feng Yao, and and he refuses, and then he has her locked up, <laughs> and and so. You know, I mean, I know that in the credits phase, we sort of see her teaching her students again. So presumably, she she is released and but but you you wonder does she end up having to marry that guy or something yeah i was a little 
curious about that myself, especially since I wasn't sure if her and her father lived with the magistrate because the magist her father was the magistrate's teacher. So I was guessing that they all lived in the same compound together. But then, you know, he locks her up and it's like, did he force her to marry her? marry him but then at the end you don't see him anywhere you just see her with her students again but she doesn't look happy she looks miserable she looks very but it, but it could be because she misses she misses uh feng yao or it could be because she, she misses feng yao and she's and been forced to marry this guy yeah so because she has no male relative left to take care of her so what did become of her yeah, and I was I was very curious about that. I was also I also I did like at the end of the credits when you see the um the Maggie Chung character and she's pregnant. That was my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, that's a I was laughing out loud because she's walking through the streets and she's got the belly and all the these gossipy women are are like, you know, oh look at her, she's a disgrace walking out in the open, a widow she's with a, a widow baby. And, and she's pregnant. Yeah. And, and and then she walks up to the two women and she just says, Oh, this is um and she uses his full name. She says, "This is uh, uh, Tun Ching Wan's baby," and 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 that spooks the women, and they take off because he's he was basically a wanted criminal, right? So, right. Um, so I, I I thought that she had a lot of power in that. She just kind of walks right up and just is like, you know, she just it, it was it, it it sort of reminded me of the scene with the prostitute in the um in the first one. Uh -huh. when, when she when the guy rebukes her and then she's like oh you you know uh she kind of snaps back at him it's kind of like that kind of scene um where where they were basically calling her character into question and then she you know she she had a really good response um and for me it really solidified her strength because it book um book ended the movie for me at the beginning she is a strong woman who doesn't want her factory to be taken over. And even though they're plotting against her by trying to trick her into um, handing over her, her company when her, one of her in workers becomes indebted to the rivals, she stands firm and she, you know, has the, die made and they're going to succeed at this but then they try to burn her out but then at the end she's standing strong in her love for the man that died and she's carrying his child and she stands up to the um gossipy women so i mean it just solidified her strength i'm glad that they didn't make her some weeping woman at the end of this movie because it would have ruined her strength at the beginning of trying to keep her company and her family secret and being successful. And it would have ruined it if she had become some weeping hysterical woman at the end. No, you're right. Because she, she is a very strong character throughout the whole movie. Like at the very beginning, we see her uh, give, I, I forget what kind of food it was, but basically Aaron, Aaron Kwok, uh, uh, he, um, uh, he, he comes to town and he's, he's, he, he gets into like a, basically like a bread line uh that the the tin lung spinners are uh put it looked like they 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 give free bread to the fighters in the tournament is that right so they set up and 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 they kick him out of the line because he's not in the tournament and and she and she walks over and says oh you don't want that bread here's some that you know you can have this and 
and she's also operating this the four seasons weavers uh you know uh and she's fully in charge of it she's the one who uh you know knows how to do this special dye that they that they use and she even gets poisoned at one point because they burn down her uh all, all of their existing wares and they have to they have to really quickly put together some 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 new dye and because she's in such a rush she she ends up getting poisoned because she needs to do it in a single night and uh and i thought you know the way that she handles that was a very you know that's that was it was kind of like a uh, a really almost macho uh way of, of of handling it where you know she uh you know she's she has uh tilung get her the i don't know there was some kind of um gourd remedy that she had to eat that was uh that that you know i don't know if it was epicac or what but it did it, it 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 uh you know it, it, i i you know she was a very a very powerful character uh in, in a, a number of moments in the movie uh, also when, when, uh, when, when T Lung said, uh, you know, like they, they, they have their romantic moment together and then he basically says, you know, I have to go and I might not come back because, you know, they both know that he might be killed. And he's, if I'm, he says, if I'm not back by supper, don't wait for me. And so he doesn't get back by supper and she starts eating. And, yeah. And, so, and every, all the guys are like, um, aren't we going to wait? Right. <laughs> she's like, no, let's eat. Yeah. So, so she's very much sort of so in so in, it all ties into that last scene where she's very much just carrying on um and she's so you know I, I i think you're right and i think she's the right actress for that kind of a character um uh i think you know and again i think that's part of you know part of her and t lung matching i think the you know sort of the um both in terms of the physicality and in terms of the um uh the acting they just both kind of have the same I don't know what you call it, like the same level of power. And, right. and so it just kind of, they kind of match each other pretty evenly. Um, though I think importantly in the movie, he's actually her subordinate. So that's. Um, right. But still you can tell the chemistry between the two and the power that they both both brought to their scenes. Yeah, and I, and and I think I again I think it's the 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 acting you know uh, you know the the mo- the movie for me really you know you know T Lung is a really important part of it Maggie Chung also I think is a very important part of the movie um, you know I a lot of people do I, I I you know when I poked around and look at reviews online I have seen people poke at uh, Aaron Kwok a bit but I thought he was fine in this movie I uh, I didn't really have any objections to. To, to, to Aaron Kwok. I thought that he played the character the way that it, you know, he was like, he, you know, he's sort of like a, um, you know, a, a naive young man who, uh, you know, and he, and, he, and he seemed, and he seemed to, you know, be fine for that. So. Right. And he couldn't, he couldn't have played it like Fu Sheng had done it with the added silliness to it. And I, I guess that's part of what I missed from the original was it was more his character was naive mm-hmm. and silly and really, really likable for me. Mm-hmm. But for in this movie, Aaron Kwok's character wasn't as likable. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with his, that. Um, I felt that he was naive, but he was also arrogant in his naivete in that he, you know, thought he was a great fighter he knew he was a great fighter and he even fought 
with his father's friends kind of prove that he was a great fighter and then to leave and join the enemy. I don't know. Just he, that made him on his character unlikable to me. Whereas in disciples of Shaolin, Fu Shang never really forgot where he came from with his, you know, his brother, he tried to get Chai Quan Chun's character to come and live with him and tried over and over and pleaded with him to leave the, the sorry state of the house. But, you know, he still, no matter what, would have always tried to go back to him. So. Well, I, I think, I think you're right. I think the corruption was much more complete in this movie. Yes. And he definitely, he's more like, uh, uh, the Alexander Fushung character is more, is a lot more humor there's a lot more humor with him and this mm -hmm. one like you said he's he's i don't know more wistful and boyish like this the scenes where he does good in this movie is he where, where he's kind of making people feel bad for mistreating him <laughs> you know like that's right that's kind of what he can bring to the table i think and that's kind of where it's i think self-pity is ultimately what drives him over the edge um and and that's not something that's not a very attractive uh thing compared you know whereas the the alexander fushung character he was he was just kind of misled and 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 this one it's it's more like he 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 decides that he doesn't want to be uh you know on the receiving end of this mistreatment and so he just you know he goes to the tournament and he and he gets the what was it 50 tails of gold right and and decides to sort of you know take control of his own destiny and, and I think you're right. That's what what I didn't like about him is because he decided to choose the the more evil path and Alexander Fusheng's character was more tricked into it than actually going there himself. Because in that one scene where he got pretty much pushed out of the boat, and, you know, he goes, I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm going back and no one's going to mistreat me again. He made that yeah. decision. And he had a choice because um, the Jacqueline Wu character, the teacher, I think her name was uh, Hua Huang Lin. She, she came to the boat after he got kicked off and she's like, oh, I'll go on the next one with you. So he clearly has the choice of having a future together with her in some way without going back to the town and and seeking his fortune. He could go back to his village or, or town or wherever it is he lives with her. Um, right. And so it was like, it was a clear choice and he, and he, and, and it was his pride that sort of pushed him and down that, not pushed him, but he chose to go down that evil path. It was a decision. And you know, that, that and, and you hate him all the more because terrible things flow from that decision. Like the, you know, the, I mean, we already mentioned the T. Lung death, and that's a direct byproduct of his choice. And, and the teacher's father. Yeah, the, the teacher's death. father, and and all these, other, you know. So it's like all these things that don't have to happen happen because he does that, and 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 you you sort of you you do buy that he's naive, but you feel like in the back of his mind, you must know that the um, that the the Kipu character, the Manchu owner of uh the tin lung spinners is up to no good do you it just it, you know and i, I, I realizes that af 
after the teacher's father was killed. I think when he's hiding in the shadows and he sees the father being killed, I think that's the moment he realized that who I'm working for is no good, but there's no kind of backing out now. So then he goes on that kind of um, drunken spree and ends up with the prostitutes on the swing and everything. So you're right. He did know. He just yeah. knew too late, I think. Yeah, and, and that probably is the point when he... When he did. But even then, it wasn't too late because there's still bad things coming on. You know what I mean? There's still, like, he could have still stopped the even worse things. Right. That's true. You he could have just stood up and said, I saw this, I knew what happened, and kind of reversed some things, but so, so chose I do, to be oh, quiet. Yeah, so I do agree with you. He's not a very, he's not a very likable guy in this. He starts out kind of likable, but, like, it pretty quickly goes away, I think. Um, and... And I, you know, I, I, I think I, I don't know. I wonder how it would have been if he was, if he was more of an Alexander Fushung type. I wonder, maybe it would have been more powerful. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't have been. I'm not sure. Um, uh, but, but also in terms of the fight scenes, I thought he did fine. Um, I liked the fight scenes with him. I um, did too. And I liked the, um, that they hearken back to the, um, the footprint on the butt. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did do that. You're right. That was uh, the yeah. There's all these little things that that come back from the the first the the original that that are that are that are really quite nice. Um. So yeah, I I uh, I, I would agree. Um, but yeah, I think uh, the there was something else I wanted to mention about it, but I I can't remember. Um. I may just have to let it go, but I know that there was, Oh, the, the other thing I kind of liked about this film is there's a whole, so correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there, was there a moment in the original movie where he was called a dog for some reason? Yes. Taekwon Chun's character calls, um, Fu Sheng's character. Um, I think I like something akin to like a lap dog that when they were confronting each other in the street, at least he says, at least um, I'm not the the boss's lapdog or something like that. But he did, um, Chai Kuan Chan did call um, Alexander Fushang's character dog. And, and I'm going purely by the dubs, which are a translation. And I don't know how this connects with the original language, so it might be a stretch. But I feel like in the opening of the movie, when he meets the Jacqueline Wu character, when she's dressed as a man, and he pees on her leg, he's kind of behaving uh-huh. like a dog. And, right. And then when she teaches him his name, when he goes to his, her school and asks her to teach him his name, the you know she tricks him and teaches him to write "son of a bitch," which, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that doesn't translate into you know something that's dog-like in the in the Chinese, but in English, that's you know that's a, that's still another that's a dog. And so. Right. Um, so I, you know, I thought, you know, if that is in fact what it means, I thought that was a very nice way to connect back to the lap dog thing in the, uh, in the original movie. Um, and also I thought even if it doesn't just connecting it to him peeing on her leg, uh, was right. you know, pretty good. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so there's, there's a lot of stuff like that in this movie is, you know, um, it definitely benefits from, from watching it again. It's not. You know, you, you you see a lot of things when you when you watch it, a, you know, a second or a third time, and uh, so so yeah, I, I really I really quite quite like this movie. Um, I do I do think 
I think it's interesting comparing it to the original because the original, I, I would agree with you that black and white scene is so much more powerful uh, in the, you know, and I, I, I almost think though that they couldn't really compete with that. Do you know what I mean? That's such a, right. it's, it's such a great scene that um, I, I think it would be pretty difficult to, uh, to redo without it looking like they were just copying it. Copying it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it does pull on your heartstrings just in different ways. Um, and the music too, it was at the end. Um, it was Aaron Kwok singing. Oh, in the final scene. And, and yeah. Um, just that song was placed perfectly. Well, and I liked I liked a lot of the music in this movie. The opening I thought was 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 good. I liked there was a there was kind of like a pleasant music that they would occasionally play that almost sounded a little right. broke, and I liked that. But the set this there was sort of you know I I I couldn't find any information on it, but there there was like a recurring theme they kept playing on. It sounded like maybe some kind of synthesizer or something, but I I, I liked that, and I thought that it I thought that it worked, and I. And and again, it's it's one of those movies like you know, it when it when it moved into the emotional territory, it was I thought pretty effective. Um, even though like a lot of movies from this period, it kind of does, you know, go from one thing to the next pretty quickly. You can be in a a moment that's supposed to be a little bit funny, and then suddenly it's not. Um, but interestingly, I think the first movie was even more like that because because just because Alexander Fusheng is in yes. it, he, you know, he he's capable of doing that on his own. He doesn't need uh, other yeah, well, people. especially with his facial expressions when he's in that little comedic um, moment, you know, especially like when the second time he kicks the other guy in the butt because the guy said he knew he he would know if he were kicked on the butt. And, you know, he gets this little impish look on his face when he kicks the second guy in the butt in the original. And, you know, so but I don't think Aaron Kwok has that kind of. I mean, this is the only movie I've seen him in, but I don't get a comedic. String from him, I guess, more of a serious. Kind of actor than the quirky or the silliness that. Fusheng can bring to a movie. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think, I think Alexander Fusheng is sort of a very unique person too. So definitely that. Um, but yeah, I would, I, I would agree. And I think I, that's kind of why I think it was good that they didn't go in that direction. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, that they just went in a different direction with the character. Right. It's fine for that reason because you don't really need to retread. It was, it was done well in the original, just like those black and white scenes were done well. Yeah, don't don't mess with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, and I was just I, I have the movie going on in the background. I was just watching that scene again in the uh, in, when, when T Lung gets poisoned and and they have like the 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 paper window panels that he's opening and closing and the guys are mm -hmm. that that's a really great scene. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it's been it's been almost uh uh what is it um uh, forty five minutes or so. So I'm gonna I'm gonna uh end it here but is there any final thoughts you had on the movie i think it's a, a good movie to watch especially if you've seen disciples of shaolin you won't be disappointed in this movie you'll see things in a different perspective and i think that i'm going to seek out 
um, more Aaron Kwok movies just to see what he's like in different movies because of this one. Okay. And, um, and yeah, and I, I guess I would, I would basically agree with that. I think, um, I think it's probably, what would you say? Would you say it's better to see disciples of Shaolin first before watching this one? That's the way I saw it. Um, so I would go with that. But they're totally, they're the same movie, but totally different. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I I feel like, I feel like you could watch this one and then go and watch that one. But I think, I think if you, you could too. But I think if you watch that one first, you'll appreciate some of the scenes on a different way. So, so I don't know. I guess people could do what they want, but, um. But 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 I think what you said is right. Like it's a, um, you won't be disappointed. It's and, and you'll still be surprised if you like if you like Disciples of Shaolin. This one is um, it 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 does a lot of the same things, but there's twists and turns that are different. And so it's and it's and it's got a very emotional ending that I think works really well. And um, it went back to the shoes again. Yeah yeah, and they go right back to the shoes. It opens with the feet and closes with the shoes and. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's very, uh, it's very similar to, to the, well, yeah, I don't want to give too much away about that ending scene, but, 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 but there's a mirroring going on between that and the, uh, uh definitely. The um, and if you've seen Barefooted Kid and have not seen Disciples of Shaolin, you should check out Disciples of Shaolin. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. I think, I think that it's, um, uh, it's definitely like should be your next movie if uh if that's the case um and uh and 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 if you're a fan of t lung um because he really i think it's 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 an it's an odd movie because it's 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 a, it's a later t lung movie it's in you know it's in the 90s but he's really effective in this role um and uh and if you're a fan of maggie chung too um but uh but all right so we're gonna we're gonna what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to connect with Steve and get his input on the movie. And hopefully I can bring these two, uh, podcasts together and, uh, and, 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 uh, and we'll get everybody's opinion. We had hoped to have Steve here with us. Um, so, all right. I, uh, we're, we're going to go on to Steve and, and, and hopefully we'll, we'll hear what he has to say. So I'm here with Steve, and we are going to get into uh, Steve's opinion of the barefooted kid. I know that, Steve, you had said you wanted things to go the way they end up going in this movie. So both Lady Chow Fung and I were pretty curious what your what your take on it was. Yeah, well, I thought they changed a few things, though, that made it a little bit different. Like, originally, I had said, because both of the, in the original movie, um, you know, both of the, like, people that were kind of holding power, like both of the owners were like really bad guys. So it was kind of like, well, whatever you could go either way. But in this one, like the woman was clearly like a, you know, like a much better, like good person, you know? So like, I didn't think that was quite the same. So, you know, my original thought was, yeah, he should just go work for that other guy. Then they're both like jerks. At least this guy's got like an organization that seems to be functional might as well. Like put this guy out of business. Um, but yeah, I thought this thing, still though suffered from a bit of that slowness, but I thought the action choreography, at least for me was like cooler. Okay. So did like the fight sequences and stuff. And I, and I thought the guy was like a lot more charming. Like, like I was actually like, Oh man, like I, 
I thought it was like actually. Uh, well, I don't want to reveal too much. But no, anyway, you can. I, we, we've already spoiled everything, so you can reveal oh, okay, anything. Okay. So Wait, now, uh, which yeah, guy? The, was, the 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 um the the main character or the T Lone character, the older guy? No, the main character. Yeah, okay. I was actually like, I mean, both of them. I was like, oh man, like this is actually like really sad that they die, yeah. you know. Yeah. But like, I was like, oh man, like this guy actually. And I thought too in this one. This guy, like, didn't even get corrupted by power. He was just, like, some good guy who just was like, oh, like, these bad things happened and I didn't even, like, know, you know? Okay. See, I had a slightly different take on that, but um, but I'm curious. You know what was funny is is me and Lady Chow Fung, we both thought that, um, well, I thought that for this movie, uh, Aaron Kwok, who played the main character, did a good job and did it in a different way than uh, Alexander Fushung in the original. Um mm-hmm. And, and he was a little bit more wistful and kind of naive in this one, not mm-hmm. as comedic. But I think we both found the Alexander Fushung character a little bit more charming because he had sort of that comedic uh, spark to him that this guy didn't quite have. Uh, so I'm curious what it was that you found more... I forget what words you used, but but you but you found him... I think, yeah, I, I just thought this dude was like more charismatic. So like, you know, different time periods. But I also just thought this guy was kind of like... A little bit better looking, like a little more like, uh, I don't know, he like a little more street urchin-y, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He just always looked like a beggar, and I was kind of like, yeah, it's just some like, uh, I, I don't know, it was, it was interesting, like, just to me, like, the difference, and, and like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good way to put it, just kind of him where he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in, like, reading, he seemed like way more simple, and I don't know, maybe that made him more charming, but just he was like, yeah, I just can fight good, that's all I really yeah. can do, you know? I thought he was really good with the sad eyes in this movie like if like when somebody like did something terrible to him he was pretty good at guilt tripping with them and kind of yeah. giving them that sad look uh, so <laughs> sure. i i always thought that was was quite effective um yeah. but uh what was it so but you thought that uh it's interesting because you you wanted him to go over the manchu but you're saying that because the maggie chung character was pretty much good it really yeah. mixed things up so much that you're like well i don't know if that's such a good idea now because yeah you know, i mean it, well, in the old one where they're both like jerks, you know what I mean? It's like, well, this guy doesn't even care about you anyway. And this the Manchu guy, at least like you, there's more upside over there. You might as well like it, there was no real difference. But mm-hmm. in this one, it's clearly like this person's good. And this guy's just like this really corrupt bad guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, to me, it was like a just a really that difference was pretty big, I think, in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, how I think it would have made sense. But I, I did think it was cool, too, how he fought with the older guy and stuff because at least then it was like oh yeah like that's kind of neat like I, like i said i like a good worthy adversary and mm-hmm. in the first one i thought it was just like eh, it's just a bunch of bums he's just oh, like beating too up easy. Yeah. ordinary people yeah it was no wasn't compelling and the um and and what did you think of the uh of the of the climax of the movie like the, the fight scenes at the end yeah i thought those were really cool i i liked the choreography and stuff and i thought um yeah, I thought the fight choreography in this one was a lot more compelling for me. I just thought there was like they did cool moves and like I, I thought it like flowed well. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was kind of weird though. It was almost like I was watching a romance, like some of those things where they were like would play that music and kind of like slow it down to like like whatever that. Oh uh, yeah, it, it it um it was weird. I'm like, is there about to be like a love scene? I don't know what's going on. I, I think there was a. I mean, the other one had romantic elements, but this one definitely I thought was stronger. But I thought that kind of, like, uh, how can I put it? Like with, because uh, because that that final scene where where uh, where Ti Lung 
gets killed. I mean, we already spoiled it, so we can talk about that. Uh, yeah. Without the romance leading up to that, it doesn't have the same weight. Do you know what I mean? Like the. Yeah, no, I agree. I just thought the music was, it was just like weird. It's like, okay, like this is how you know it's a romantic scene. Oh, you know? oh I get you. I get you. Yeah. You know, that's, it's a nineties movie. There's a lot of that in the, in the nineties martial arts movies, I find, which I kind of like, like the, the music that I think they were playing at that time, unless it was a different uh, scene than you're thinking of was almost like a Baroque sounding kind of, kind of piece. Right. Like I kind of like that. Um, only because I, I it's kind of like cheesy a little bit. It is, but it goes like if you go back to like some of the Shaw Brothers from the seventies. I can't remember the name of the movie. I don't. Th- I don't. It maybe it might have been Magic Blade or Swordsman the Enchantress. But there's a movie that that used that same kind of had that same kind of uh, sound. And I think T. Lung was also in it. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just kind of I kind of like that stuff. I guess. But maybe I'm just you know I'm uh, I'm, I'm older and 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 my taste is a little bit outdated. Um, <laughs> but uh but yeah it's interesting that you mentioned the action choreography because i'm pretty sure lao kar lung did the action choreography for both of them um, oh and but they definitely do feel different um and but I think, maybe it was a difference of just the time and what you know what i mean maybe it's the yeah. same guy but he you know had a little bit of a more modern take well and also the shots like the shots in this are much more stylized and you have like the, I, I felt that the fight, fight scenes in this had a lot of energy to them. They were very sort of uh, snappy in the way that they were the way that they were done, and mm-hmm. uh, and I really liked the I like I thought that T Lung had one of the best deaths that I've that I've seen in a in a movie like this. Um, it was almost out of place. It was because you'd expect that in all in something more like a a Cheng Che style movie, and this, like you said, almost kind of was more romantic and. And so that that like glorious over the top death was uh, I don't know it was it was cool but it was also kind of uh, you know it, it felt slightly almost like uh, how that guy in uh, in the Flag of Iron movie felt like he had wandered off from another movie set into the film you know right but uh, but yeah so I don't know what else did you think of the movie um yeah i thought the the tournament thing was cool I, I i liked that a lot better than the other one i'm like well i was glad there was at least some kind of thing where the guy's like okay you know what like i'm gonna now just go beat up a bunch of guys because i'm tired of like you know all this like nonsense so i thought that was really cool like it, yeah i'm a big fan of tournaments so just like yeah. full disclosure on that one I, I know you know that but um yeah i just thought that was cool i liked the whole backdrop of the tournament i thought that was neat too to like kind of see how like even these other like this guy really was like the best guy going and, and I thought it was interesting too. He seemed to be even better than the the bouncer guy. You know what I mean? The older guy in this one. So like he was kind of like peerless. Well and they I thought that the tournament fight scene was done really well. That was like a that was a really entertaining uh the, yeah. the second one. The first one was good too, but the second mm-hmm. one was like, you know, that's yeah. that's awesome. Um I, yeah. I thought this movie did a good job too. had more moments that were like compelling for me that, that made it feel less slow. Like in the other one, it, it was interesting though. If I hadn't seen the other one, I feel like some things were a little too glossed over in this. Like it would be a little unclear to me, maybe some of the details, mm-hmm. but at the same time I did appreciate that. It's like, well, okay, thank you for not like making me sit through this like long thing, you know? Yeah. Where, okay. Okay. You know, very little payoff. And I think this one was like maybe a little bit shorter. It might've been about 15 minutes shorter if I remember. Um, yeah. Well, the first one, I, it felt like it was like half the length or something. That first one was quite a, quite a journey. 
But this one also had scenes that mirrored the first one, like, you know, the scene where he gets stabbed, but he gets stabbed in the back instead of the stomach. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and all that. But also you had said, um, uh, oh, what was it? You, you had said something about how you thought that this character felt less corrupted than in the first one. And, and, it yeah. was, and, and me and Lady Chao Fung had almost the opposite take on it. So I'm curious about... Oh, the, yeah, because my take on it was... In this one, I felt like the corruption was more thorough because, number one, he sided with the Manchu guy, and that's like the, the line that the other guy didn't cross. But, mm. but also, he made like an active decision. Like, when he was going to get on that boat, right, the woman comes up, the, 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 the school teacher, uh, you know, the, his love interest, you know, says, oh, I'll go on the next boat with you. So he has this clear choice of he can just wait and go on the next boat, and he's still going to get the girl. Or he can like you know let his pride take over and go back to the city and <laughs> and, and 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 you know take the, the path that he took and then that path that he takes ends up killing a lot of people not directly but like a lot of important people die because he goes on that path so I felt like it was uh, so so but I'm curious you know what what your thoughts were on it yeah I viewed it as more like naivete you know what i mean a little mm -hmm. bit he was just i viewed him kind of like he's like hey you know he was trying to be like a comedy and just like didn't know he's like oh cool like yeah my kung fu can get me like when he brought the deed over and they're all like you've got to leave and he's like i don't like what do you mean i got you the deed like yeah. i was trying to you know like i I feel like with the other guy it was more conscious he was like yeah great like i have this power like i can do whatever i want like i'm gonna do this and do whatever like and i'm gonna beat up anyone who gives me a problem okay i was more like He's like, oh, yeah, great. I can use this to, like, help. And then he's like, well, now you're mad at me? Like, uh, you know, like, or mm. like when the teacher tricked him into writing, like, his name as son of a bitch or whatever. And yeah. he was like, oh, like, why? You shouldn't have done that. Like, I'm, you know, like a simple guy. I'm trying to learn. And that, so I thought it was the same kind of thing. And I viewed it more like he just said finally had enough. He's like, OK, I see. Like, in this place, people are just going to keep, like, pushing you and, like, taking advantage. So, like, I, you know, I, I need to kind of do this for, like, myself and others. Like, this isn't right. And, like, I'm not going to keep being like okay like everyone thinks they can just push me around like that's not right and i'm gonna like do something about it so to yeah. me i didn't view it as much as corrupt as like just him kind of being fed up and being like hey you know this is what i think is the best path to you know do what i think is correct okay no and i, I can sort of see that i mean that may that makes sense I, I just thought it was funny that we we had totally different takes on the matter and, and in fairness he does when he when he like reveals the identity of of the t lung character He's drunk, and it's because he feels so bad about it. So, right about what happened with the the school teacher's father, I think. So, yeah. so it's not like he's remorseless or anything like that. Um, but yeah, so I, I just I just was curious about that. Um, yeah. Now, what did you what did you think of the? Uh, uh, I don't know the, like in the first one, there was kind of just really one romance with the main character and the prostitute and almost with the, the, uh, the, the, the other woman, but not really. And, mm -hmm. and in this one, there were, there were two romantic plots. So there was the, the sort of the middle-aged romance between T. Lung and, and Maggie Chung. And then there was the romance between the, the Jacqueline Wu character and the Aaron Kwok character. And so I was just curious, you know, cause you had mentioned something about there maybe being too much romance or, Oh yeah, so so it's actually funny. Like I actually really like that uh -huh. in this. I actually thought it added like a lot of like good depth that like, um, you know, was was important in making me feel like invested. And I, and I thought too in this one, 
I don't know if it's just my perception, but I thought the relationships were like a lot more pure and like, uh, I don't know, like it kind of made sense to me. I was like, oh yeah, like he wants to be with the teacher. You know what I mean? Like they kind of have this like clear connection, but he's struggling with that with also like, uh, you know, all the outside forces. And then the, the other guy was like, well, clearly they have a connection, but because of their social status, you know, it was a little like, you know what I mean? There was a little disconnect there between the, the owner of the textile factory and the guy who's a worker. So like, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like that, like these ill-fated lovers or whatever. I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of just interesting and, you know, didn't take away anything for me. I just thought it was funny when they, like, when they start playing the music. I just think that's funny to, well, to me. It's odd. Like, no, and when I first saw this movie, I had a similar reaction where, um, I think I forget at what point, but you know the, you know the, the I think around the time that that he he's in the woods and he meets the teacher and she's apologizing to him and she she tries to help him with his shoes at yeah. that moment the first time i saw it I was like well is this maybe not like much of a martial arts movie it's more of a it's more of a romantic comedy or something and then huh. and then i realized that they were just building up to to sort of what came in the end um yeah. but i remember when i when i first got to that point i was like huh i don't know i don't know how i feel about that and then uh and then i you know i sort of uh embraced it uh as the movie went on but um but yeah i thought maggie chung and t long especially were very believable as a couple um i already mentioned this with lady chow fung but i i just felt like they number one they physically matched like they look like you believe them as a couple um but they they had a lot of chemistry and and i liked i liked their personalities just kind of how they went together it was sort of like I, i said this before too it was sort of like a little bit like the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon romance, but more fulfilling, because it yeah. wasn't it, it you know it wasn't quite as uh, I don't know what the word is, but just uh, uh, you know it wasn't quite as uh, conservatively dealt with. Um, so so yeah, so I, I thought I thought that that was that was a good part of it. Um, yeah, kind of reminded me of like a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was just like a, a good. T- it was. It's funny. Like I'm not usually into those kind of things, but I thought it was like an important element, and I thought it added some depth to the characters. That was interesting. And the uh, well, actually, we've been going for 15, so we should probably end it because the podcast is going to be like an hour and 20 minutes. Oh yeah, going. okay. But um, but yeah. So so all right. So uh, we're gonna get going, and and hopefully we'll be back on with with Steve and Lady Chow Fung next time, and um. Uh, I'm also going to be doing The Assassin uh, next week with uh, Kenny and hopefully Adam, but we'll, we'll have to see. And, uh, and until then, we will talk to you later.
Oh, fuck!